Welcome to The Ladder, a podcast series for aspiring turf managers currently climbing the career ladder, and also for those already at the top who would like to better understand their Generation Y staff members. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy. Welcome to this episode of The Ladder. I am your host today, John Reitman, and our guest is Matthew Lecomte of Royal New Kent in Providence Forge, Virginia. And Matthew, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you are the superintendent at Royal New Kent, which you have a really interesting project going on there, sort of bringing a course back from the dead. If, if, give us a little bit of the background of what's happened at Royal New Kent and where you are now in this, in this stage of this project. Royal New Kent um, went under some tough times with previous ownership, and a group of partners went in around June of last year. The course has had dormant for about six months, and new group contacted me, interested in bringing this place back to life, and we were able to get things going and kind of start pushing it that way. So when a course sits dormant for about six months, when you were contacted as a potential new superintendent to head up this project, tell us what you encountered when you first saw the course. What does a place look like after six months of no maintenance? The place was pretty rough. It was a good growing year for grass that spring. Um, fairways and teas and natives and everything had grown over. Greens were dried and cracked and bare. We had several cart paths that were impassable, bridges that were collapsed and trees across everything. It was a, a bit of a mess. Bunkers were in rough condition. Just what you would expect of a large field with no maintenance for a good six months. How tall was grass? Fairway height grass? Oh, we were knee to waist high with some of the weeds out there. So you had been superintendent at a couple of places before with a director of agronomy or some uh, a superior above you. This was your first job as the guy where you were totally responsible for everything. Um, why did you think this was a good fit at the time in your career? It was a big step. I had worked for some pretty bright and just intelligent superintendents in the past I felt that they had trained me pretty well and at this point in my life I felt like this was a I'm 33 thought it was a good time to either take this chance and it would help me in my career further or it would kind of push me into another career direction and if I was going to take the chance I wanted to do it while I was relatively young and could make that career change if needed. Who were some of the people that you've worked for that you would uh, credit for helping shape your career? I spent a lot of my time in management at Governor's Club in Chapel Hill under Kevin Redfern. Then I did an internship at Mirfield Village with Paul Latshaw and spent some time here in Virginia under Brent Graham and John Marshall at Forge Colony and two rivers and they were all just tremendous tremendous people they were 
intelligent. They did a great job maintaining grass and they did a great job with people, which is, I think, one of the biggest things in our industry. It's not often that a golf course closes and then reopens under new ownership. Oftentimes, equipment that's on board when a place closes down is sold off, is liquidated, um, which sounds like was the case at your place. Uh, Explain to us what you encountered when you got there from a resource standpoint and what you had to do to get things started because of the lack of resources, whether it was hardware or help. We walked into not a whole lot of anything. My first day, we didn't have power in the shop. We had a 4,500 rough mower that somewhat worked, and we were able to raise it all the way up as high as it would go and start attacking some of these tall, grassy areas slowly. And as far as people, it's it was me. It was We were able to kind of start from the ground up, which is nice in a way, but it's also challenging when it's just you and you're responsible for everything and yourself. So with no equipment on hand, what did you do from a equipment standpoint? Having been somewhat in the area for a while, there's a really good community of superintendents up here um, from Richmond to Williamsburg. And they're all more than willing to lend a hand whenever it was absolutely needed to mow the place down and get greens prepped for sprigs or whatever it might be. It's just a great group of guys. Very helpful. I couldn't have done it without the other superintendents in the area, to be perfectly honest. In terms of hiring labor, where did you start? How many how many people were you able to get? What kind of experience did they have? And you know, what was the training process like to where they before they were finally able to really uh, make a dent in what needed to be done there? We started just advertising online. Um, we were able to get quite a few people in that way. We started with about four guys. We were in kind of a time crunch. We start. I started here mid-June, and we had limited time to get green sprigged and grown in and established before the sometimes harsh winters of this area. So that was our first priority, and the few guys that we had worked some long hours and we were able to get things prepped and greens grown in well. Very few people had any golf course experience at all. Just people from the area that were interested in work and good personalities, which was far more important than experience at that point. And having that, it's kind of a good thing where you're able to establish a system that fits the needs of the property a little bit better than somebody that comes in with their own ideas of how things should go. So it may have helped us in the long run, everybody getting on the same page and knocking out what needed to be done. A new from New Farm is a proven plant growth regulator breakthrough, saving you time with less mowing and fewer clippings while improving the overall playability of greens, teas, and fairways. Labeled for both cool and warm season turf, a new is a late-stage inhibitor with a novel mode of action that can be used on all managed turf areas to improve turf grass quality, density, and appearance. A new is more active and longer-lasting than other late-stage growth regulators on cool season turf, providing more regulation activity at lower doses. It is also the only PGR that can evenly regulate POA in mixed stands. 
anew, worth the switch. With a commitment to quality and a passion for sourcing the latest innovations from Europe and North America, Steck Equipment has grown to be the go-to supplier for specialized turf equipment. Check out their line of phrase mowers, material handlers, laser graders, vacuum sweepers, blowers, verticutters, and seeders, decompactors, sand fillers, and much more at steckequipment.com. That's S-T-E-C equipment.com. This is a Mike Strands design. What sort of resources did you have to call upon to make sure that you were actually bringing back the golf course that Strands had put in the ground? We had a couple of his original shapers that were able to come back and help us reestablish some of the edges of original bunkers. Some stuff had grown in and been made more maintenance friendly over the years. Um, the original shapers were able to come in and recall what they had done before to the best of their abilities and just get this place back the way that Mike intended it to be. The owners had, they spoke with his wife um, and she was actually able to come up here for the grand opening, which was nice. And she supplied some drawings and some other stuff that was pretty special for this place. And she seemed very happy that it was back up and running and, back in closer to the conditions that he intended it for intended it to be i would think after six months of sitting dormant that the greens would have been in pretty rough shape uh, you said they were sort of dried and cracked paint a little more of a picture of what the greens were like and what did you have to do to greens to get them into playing shape it was originally a bent grass course um crenshaw i believe and as you mentioned, everything was just dry and cracked and kind of a destabilized surface whenever we arrived on property. Um, we went through and <laughs> funny enough, the first thing we did was took a weed eater to some of the tall weeds that were growing out of it. We obviously didn't have much better to go after the stuff with, with a half working 4,500. But took a weed eater out and tried to trim back things the best that we could and had to borrow a verticutter and verticut the surface and blew it off and pushed it around to the best of our abilities to give us something smooth and consistent to sprig into. Then we sprigged with Champion Bermuda and went through their process and pretty much had them grown in by late July. And at that point, we just kept them healthy and did all the fun Bermuda stuff, covering and making sure they were good through the winter. Did you have much Bermuda grass experience coming into this? I was part of a conversion. Um, we went from bent grass to, Bermuda, to champion Bermuda at Governor's Club while I was there as an assistant. And I had... I wanted to get back into it, which was part of my reason for going to Ford's Colony up here in Williamsburg. And I had, I went through the tough part of the year through the winter with Ford's Colony and managed it there and then was able to come over here. We're kind of pushing the northern limits up this way, but I still think it's a great grass and we'll continue to move up this way. Summers in Virginia can be 
brutally hot, but the winters can be cold, can be just as extreme. What sort of things did you have to do to baby that through the winter? Maintaining moisture and keeping them covered. We're a little bit more conservative on our covering than I would have been had if we had play out here. But they all came out just great. We didn't have any issues, no grass, no turf loss. It was a little bit easier winter than the winter prior, but it it was good. What were some of your most severe challenges through the project, and was there ever a point where you second-guessed your decision to get involved in this? I don't recall a point where I ever second-guessed. I certainly weighed my pros and cons heavily and consulted with some of the superintendents mentioned about this opportunity, and it, it seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, biggest challenges, it was a wet winter. So getting to some of these bunkers and drainage issues that we had, it was a little tough getting around the course a little bit. And you're filling the, the shot clock on you the whole way through, but I had great support from the owners, and it was just a, a good experience overall. Not that it's over. We're still still pushing for improvement, and I feel like we're still in the restoration stage, but things are starting to level out a little bit. Throughout the course of this, the reclamation of this golf course, what was the communication back and forth between you and the new ownership group like? Um, we would speak pretty regularly. The ones that lived out of town or out of state, they'd come up every couple of weeks and kind of take a ride around and we'd talk and discuss projects and where we were and where we needed to be. One of the owners is local and he was here a lot. He did some mowing and still does some mowing, but it's very hands-on, very involved. But for the most part, they left me alone. They seemed to trust me. I don't know if it was them looking over my shoulder and I just didn't see them. I was too focused on other things, but they didn't didn't micromanage much at all. They gave me a timeline. I told them what we would be able to hit and they were very understanding and very easy to deal with, very easy to work with. How has this made you a better turf manager now that certainly the bulk of the reclamation of the golf course is behind you? It certainly lets you know what you can do. There there are times where we get in a little situation and you, you question whether or not you're going to get it done and how persistent you have to be. It, it tries your patience. But I think learning that persistence um, certainly helps. I'm kind of a stubborn individual anyway, but being able to see what it can do and how you can make it through these difficult times certainly gives you a little bit more confidence. And it shows you how strong the superintendent community is and how big of a resource your neighbors are. That's been good. And it kind of puts things in perspective. After you've spent so much time here, you 
you kind of see the more important things sometimes. It, it makes it easier to leave. Well, Matthew, thanks for sharing your story with us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to The Ladder on TurfNet Radio. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher for instant access to past and future episodes of The Ladder and other TurfNet Radio podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.